this email. Oh, we're back. It's emails. My favorite. <laughs> it's email, email, email. Get your emails going right on morning. Oh my god, what a fucking dope theme song. <laughs> it's like America's funniest people theme. Write your fucking emails and send them to the show. <laughs> I remember when Bob Saget sang that. Dave Coulier was people. Oh, uh, okay. <sighs> that show sucked. Yeah, it was America's funniest home videos except worse, which it, is yeah, crazy. Except, except like scripted weirdly and also like Dave Coulier sucks. He does. Like, it's a he, miracle that man got a job as Uncle Joey. Well, he broke up with Alanis Morissette, and it gave us Jagged Little Pills, so like, that's the only you, thing he did. How do you date Alanis Morissette when you look like Dave Coulier? Canada, man. In the 90s, it's a wild west, dude. <laughs> and I guess. Anyway, this is a show where we read your emails, and then we react to them, because sometimes they don't have questions, but when they do, we answer them. <laughs> Yeah, we try our best. Our first email is from Ensign Girl of the SS Girl. Wow. All right. Ensign Girl. So I was listening to y'all wax about how we need to be more mindful of our words and treat people a little better, and I was just wondering why y'all fucking misgendered me last time I wrote in. Signed, Ensign Girl of the SS Girl. Anyway, <laughs> Trek Boys... <laughs> <laughs> All right, there's a lot to decompress on that one. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and blame that on one Kevin Cole. <laughs> That's Kevin's fault. He fucked us. Sorry. <laughs> he fucked us. <laughs> he fucked us, Johnny. I'm sorry. The pugs fucked us, Johnny. The pugs fucked us. Uh, thanks for that email, Instant Girl of the uh, USS Girlatronic. <laughs> so I'm confused. What is their gender? I don't know. Girl. It doesn't matter. Okay, it doesn't matter. Oh shit, we got an email from a string of letters at gorillamail.com. What? And it is entitled Secure Channel Can't Contact Kathy. What? It's fucking it's, it's Hoteen. Hoteen. I couldn't remember his yeah. name because it's been a couple of weeks. <laughs> Inside of it, it says, I'm scared. I want what? to go home. Kathy needs you, Hoteen. Tell Kathy. I love her. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Where's he at? What is he doing? R.I.P. Hoteen. Should we go find him? I don't know. I don't know. We don't, we don't get paid enough for that. <laughs> We don't get paid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Our next email. <laughs> These are going quick tonight. <laughs> is from Phantom Thief Goofus. Ah, uh, the Goofus. He says, Trek boys, I'm going straight. Okay. Straight to the top, baby. Oh, that was a turnaround. I'm about to steal Space Saturn's rings. Wait, Space Saturn is Saturn. Apparently, Space Saturn is legally distinct from Saturn, he says. Oh, okay, okay. Saturn's copywritten or something. Enclosed is my super cool call calling card. I don't have the money to commission Jeff, but who needs quality when you got Space MS paint in your own two hands? Damn. I mean, okay, budget. Get, we're on a budget. <laughs> in the meantime, I have a peyote. Fuck. I'm ready. Peyote one. The M-Class universe. We already do that. Pitch it. Things are pretty slow around Satellite M, so our boys get super high and then wake up in a Dave and Buster's, and they don't know how they got there or where they parked their spaceship. That's just regular life for me. <laughs> the episode is called, Dude, Where's My Spaceship? And it guest stars Tim Roth with a cameo from Willem Dafoe. <laughs> Tim Roth and Willem Dafoe? Damn, I, we this cannot afford that. Yeah, those guys are bored and looking to give us some charity. B-plot, Jeff and Josh run into a movie theater to evade the cops and riff on the film before being thrown out of the theater like in The Fresh Prince. <laughs> like when Jazz gets thrown out of the house. Ugh! I don't remember that one. It happens in every episode that Jazz appears. Jazz is all yeah. Jazz is always like, oh, he's like the uh, the the Roy from The Simpsons. Yeah, hey Roy, <laughs> what's up, Mister S? It's Jazz, right? <laughs> uh, regarding what you said about irony in the last episode, Arena, I actually have a theory. 
Okay. I believe that... I don't remember what we said, but I'm going to pretend like I do. I totally remember. God, one of us does. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> Wink. You know I remember. <laughs> yeah. I believe that at the deepest depths of the Lake of Irony is a clam. And when we pry open this clam, there is a pearl of genuinity? Genuinity? Ingenuity? Genuineness. Genuineness. Got it. As much as we goof about things being ironic, at the end of the day, we still like it. I've been personally trying to become more genuine about the kind of thing, this kind of thing in an effort to not be so jaded as we all stare into the void. <laughs> it sounds like it's working. <laughs> I, do, I do this by playing those Papa Louie Flash games. They're pretty fun, even if what they the aren't fuck? great. What is that? Let me look that up. Papa Louie? Yeah. Flash game. Okay. Papa Louie, Philippine Studios, Papa Louie. All right. Uh, sorry about the weird left turn at the end of the email. I'll catch you on the flip track, boys. Signed, Phantom FTG Thief Goofus, Captain and CEO of Cool Crimes, Inc., with a little ghost emoji. Thanks, Phantom Goofus. You pl it's a platformer. Love that Goofus. The controls are the keyboard. All right. Josh is just gonna play Papa Louie while we go I'm through these Papa emails. I'm playing Papa Louie. You can run the episode, right, Jeff? Sure. <laughs> like you always do. <laughs> Our next email is from Henry Torbert. Torbert. Who says, Dear Ensign Pennington and Ensign Henderson. Hey, what's Hello. up? Hello. What's up? What's going on? He can't answer us. Oh, yeah. Next week. He can next week, though. I recently watched an old Deep Space Nine holler recording titled In the Pale Moonlight. Something Ooh. which I was looking forward to is both you and Admiral Cole. He's what an the ensign. Fuck is go dude, <laughs> Fleet Admiral Cole, President Kevin Cole. He's an ensign like the rest of us. Space Emperor Cole. Insisted it was the best recording of them all. I disagree. Okay. Let's hear it. Here we go. <laughs> I simply fail to see how this one is better than recordings like Duet, The Drumhead, The Measure of a Man, or even I, Borg. I understand that Captain Sisko's actions are important for the outcome of the Dominion War and to the development of his character, but I simply think that the best recordings reflect the world as it was in the past, say, late 20th and 21st centuries. I simply want to know what your reasoning is for calling this the best recording. Respectfully yours, Senior Chief Petty Officer Henry Torbert, Chief Morale Officer aboard the USS Philip John Philip Souza. First of all, I don't know if we ever said it was the best Star Trek episode ever. Maybe oh, no. we did. I definitely didn't. I mean, maybe I did. I don't know. I, I think it is one of them. I oh, yeah. I, I would put um, it in my top like ten easy, especially easy like, maybe top even 10. top five. I would say top five for me. I I love it because it's uh. It's it's like not perfect. I like that. I think that Star Trek like um, can benefit from that. Like in Deep Space Nine, obviously, is sort of like as far as I'll go in terms of like Star Trek being not as utopian as it should be. Anything more is is a disservice to Star Trek. But like, I love that it's a it's a journey into hell. Like the guy is like walking into hell, and he knows it. It's it's amazing. Uh, I'm a big fan of the um, the like way the episode is delivered, the framing device of Cisco speaking directly at the camera. Yes, it's amazing. That's amazing. Like I love. And he's doing his 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 log. That's fucking. Oh great. yeah, like I love the framing device, but moreover, it's like Cisco is pushed to a very dark point by the Dominion War. He knows yeah. that without the Romulans, that they don't have a prayer. At yep, defeating the Dominion. So he has to make this horrible, horrible decision that yep. has caught, like, he even says that it's cost him his soul. But at the end, he asks himself, you know, would I have done it over again? But he would have. Yeah. Because it's it dark was as worth fuck, it. Man. Like, he gave up his soul so that the Federation could prevail. Yeah, one man's soul is worth a billion lives. I mean, easily, right? Like, yeah. And it's. It's a hard episode for, like... Like, I talk about the utopian side of Star Trek quite mm -hmm. a lot and how, like, Deep Space Nine plays haphazardly with that edge beyond yeah. 
what Star Trek means. Uh, it never crosses it, though. This is as close yeah. as it gets, I think. Yeah, this is pretty much... Uh, I, I would say he does, because I think... I mean, they the Star Trek... I mean, Starfleet gives him permission to do this, and so they're all about it. So it kind of, like, absolves him of that morally. Like, he's not breaking the rules. They're telling him to go for it, Yeah, he's right? not breaking the rules, but he is, like, selling his soul to the devil. Yeah, he's not breaking, like like legal rules like they're not gonna yeah. arrest him but it's, like it has it's immoral <laughs> as fuck like yeah it, it has like themes that resonate out beyond star trek i think yeah about like oh, for what, sure what price are you willing to pay in right. order it's like, to protect peace it's like uh you know the atomic bomb in nagasaki and hiroshima right like that's a super a- amoral thing yeah it's like, not it's not quite to that level thankfully that would be fucked to deal with in a star but trek I mean, episode but, it, but i mean it absolutely is because like what's more immoral like him doing that or the the dominion starting war that's killing billions of people like it's killing billions of people like what's well, it's, it's for sure but he doesn't like drop a bomb on like a bunch of civilians either it's no. just a decision that's but he very is in, immoral. But he is making a decision to get people killed, which yeah. is like every captain and commander in history of war has to do that, right? There's it's, there's it's, a touch of like uh, realism in Star Trek has its place, where like you can go too far into like the realism aspect, where you have like a crew full of people who are just at each other's throats all the time, yeah, like in Discovery, right, right? Which is like absurd, but like. It touches on that level of, like, real-world amorality, like, the gray between the black and the white that, like, mm-hmm. I feel like only DS9 can safely do. Yeah. Like, if Picard was put in this situation, like, there's no way it would go this way. No, he wouldn't do it, and he would probably, uh, I don't know. He would say that the Federation... Isn't worth saving if he had to do that, right? Or, or not, not so much, not so simple. But he would, yeah. he would say, our principles can defeat the Dominion without doing this. But and- Cisco's different, and he doesn't have to be Picard, and that's why it's great. Like I love Picard, and oh, I'll yeah. watch, I'll, I'll watch Picard do anything. I love him, but I also like that there's other people in the world, right? And they do different things. I- at the heart of it, the reason why I like the episode so much is that it's a character study of Benjamin Sisko. Yeah. Like, pushed to, like, the limits of his own morality. Yeah. Avery Brooks gets to freak out, which is great. I love he's that. He's really good at that. <laughs> when he flips out at that guy who makes the forgery, and he, like, he's, like threatening him. He and throws Garrett him gets, against the wall and shit. Garrick yeah. gets, like, horny. He's like, oh. <laughs> Garrick's like, yes. <laughs> like, he's like, I know what this is, he's right? Like, he's like, oh, man, my penis yeah. works again. Yeah, he's like, I haven't <laughs> seen this in a while. This is great. Yeah, it's amazing. Garrick is incredible. Like, I love Garrick because of that episode. I love him. Because he, that's, he's absolutely right. Like, there needs to be people, when things go bad, when things go really bad, which in the Dominion War, things are going really bad, there needs to be people who are willing to, you know, not only die for, like, what the, the greater good and the cause, but, like, maybe they need to do some pretty shitty things, you know? I mean, there's definitely a debate to be had there, and that's what the episode does. Right, like, right. We we definitely fall on different sides of that debate. Like, I think what was done was, like, unequivocally wrong. But regardless, it's what happened, and the outcome of it is, like, right. what happens from then on. And but whether, it's, it's it was, whether it was necessary or not, it's the decision Cisco made, and it gives you a right. window into why. And an right. understanding of his character that's much deeper than what you had before the episode. I think it's much more realistic, like, in a real-world, like, scenario that, like, this happens a lot, right? But you never hear about it. Like, you're, you don't hear about the Garricks in the real world, because that would be the defeat the purpose of having the Garricks, right? Yeah, like, well, I mean, like, that's that's, to me, the difference between the real world and and uh, the future of the Federation is why right. I'm so into Star Trek. To right, right. 
No, I agree with that. I, I, but yeah, you're right. It is very reflective of the right. world in which we live. Yeah. It would be great to not have the Garricks, but I think what frames it well to in Star Trek is that the shit's hitting the fan. Like the Federation's done, right? Like they're projecting like we're done. We're not going to make it out of this one. And it's like dire as fuck. And like when it's like an animal in nature, right? Like when you corner an animal, it starts doing crazy shit. And that's what Cisco is. And that he fucking is an animal. He's like a lunatic. It really makes you wonder, like if it would have been Picard or if Cisco would have decided against doing this, like what would it have have happened? Yeah. Like would the Federation Federation have completely been obliterated if this decision hadn't been made? Like we don't know because, and that's what he says. Even like, who knows what the outcome would have been if I hadn't have done it. I mean, ironically or, or whatever, uh, I mean, this is, like, really, like, probably not a good thing, but it helps the, it it definitely helps the Romulans in the long run, too, because it forces the Romulans to, like, get over their shit, right? Like, Romulans have to, like, stop being such assholes yeah, their and join iso- the rest their of... Their isolationism yeah. has to end. It has to stop. It's, it's like, out of control, right? Like, it's mm-hmm. it's gotten to the point where it's, nothing's happening. And they they need to come out and join the rest of the galaxy, and that kind of brings them out. I mean, again, like, them, the way they did it, is fucking horrible and illegal and probably uh, punishable by all sorts of death, <laughs> right? But, eh, I don't know. It's a super, it's like a, it's a super big secret. It's like one of those secrets that no one ever is going to find out about, hopefully, it's, right? It's, it's the decisions... That you don't know how you would make, yeah. When you're watching, and that's what makes Cisco a captain, right. and you some asshole sitting on a couch, right? It, you don't have to. You, like when I watch it, I'm like, I'm glad I don't have to ever make that oh, yeah, decision for right? sure. But there are people who like want to make that decision in their life. Like that's what they like. I don't know. I don't know. Not me. I don't. I don't ever like seek out like leadership roles. Like I don't like to be commanding of people so i don't mm. feel that way but i don't either i end up in them more than i'd like yeah i do too, in some weird ways like i yeah um crazy you, people like to talk to me too so i don't know that's <laughs> what i'm doing here um <laughs> he finishes it out by saying note to self confusion in ranks and last communication possibly caused by temporal disturbance must what? address with chief science officer i wonder if he's from the future because he called us, uh, me a captain and you a commander last time, and he called. Why am I the commander? I don't know. Talk to him. <laughs> I, maybe if I'm like a Spock, I can. My ego will settle for that. I guess my <laughs> fragile, fragile ego. I gotta be a Spock. Just make me important. You're important to me, Josh. That's all I care about. Thanks for the email, Henry. Hopefully, you've changed your dumb opinion to ours, <laughs> which is the correct opinion. Damn. I'm kidding. I mean, All those episodes right. are amazing, <laughs> by the way. Like, I don't think yeah, I would no, put yeah. iBorg on the same list as these episodes, but it's all up to opinion. Yeah, it's tough. Like, comparing Deep Space Nine to, to Next Generation is tough. Like, it's it's difficult to do that. It's so. apples and oranges. Yeah, they're both delicious fruits, except oranges are better. Uh, I might <laughs> agree with that. I don't know. I don't I really don't like know. apples, though. I know you don't like apples. <laughs> Apples are like boring American fruit. Fuck them. Our next email is from. It's entitled "Email from Ensign Tyler, who has a surfer voice." Wow, cool! Thanks for telling me, bro. (laughs) Sup, bros? So, are you guys like those guys on that satellite, just floating around or whatever? (laughs) It's more like a valley girl. Cause uh, I'll let me let me try that different. No, no, I like Valley Girls more than servers. So it's like cause uh, I'm in some Tyler or whatever. There you go. Yeah, I'm yeah, on yeah. some <laughs> dumb shit with all these old dudes on it, and I'm totally bored and stuff. How did you get into Starfleet, Tyler? <laughs> I like how uh, there's Tyler. It's perfect. Tyler does have an answer for you. Okay, good. My dad's like an admiral or something. Oh, he made me join Starfleet because mm. if I didn't, he was going to take my three-necked Benzite guitar off me. 
<laughs> and that That's thing awesome. is like one of a kind. So yeah. Wow. Where'd you I'll, get it? Can he answer that? I don't know. <laughs> Ow! I'll, my cat's clawing me to death. Oh my god. Ouch. R.I.P. <laughs> Jesus fuck, dude. Get out of here. I was in dad's office just looking through his shit. Uh, sorry, through his crud. <laughs> and I found, demolition, man. You can say shit. <laughs> and I found these files about these court martials. Oh, so, uh, I was just, like, wondering or whatever. I mean, it's cool if it's not, but do you guys need someone to, I don't know, just hang out with? Or, you know, go dune buggying with? Are we getting blackmailed <laughs> to hang out with Tyler? Is that what's happening right now? Don't worry about my dad being all weird about it, dudes. <laughs> it's totally cool. He's always away on missions and shit, uh, junk. <laughs> you say shit sorry bro my counselor said she wants me to stop using swears so much because she calls it a negative vocabulary or whatever i'm trying it but words are like hard yeah you're gonna be really really good in starfleet you're gonna make it the counselor's a total babe though (laughs) uh anyway yeah about my dad he's never said uh, he's he's never home anyway, so I can just go in his office and write the transfer papers myself if I want to. It's no <laughs> big you, deal. Can you just like delete the court martial records? <laughs> Please do that for us. Can you just delete them and then like now I'm talking like you and then can you like just like maybe could come dune buggy in on the dune buggy planet? Uh, I can bring you all my demos for me and my friend Doug's band. They totally rock. We're <laughs> called Warp Core. Pretty sweet, right? Not bad. And it's spelled K-O-R-R. Oh, cool. Like, yeah, all right. That's cool. I like that. Anyways, yeah. bro, I'll see you later. Don't leave me hanging. Let me get this <laughs> show on the road, you feel me? Respectfully <laughs> yours, Ensign Tyler of the USS... Uh, I'm not near a window, so I can't see the side of the ship. <laughs> can't Sorry. see the name. <laughs> he can't. He's gotta go like fucking. <laughs> so how would you read it anyway? It's like big and backwards and shit. <laughs> I like. I, I bet he's doing the surf- surfer voice. Actually, <laughs> you think he's gonna surf over to us on the sel- the soliton wave or whatever? The oh fuck? yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. Do you think they yeah, ever yeah. figured that out? I hope not. It's stupid. The soliton wave, bro. <laughs> oh, hitting the curl. Uh, thanks for that email, Ensign Tyler. Um, just delete our uh, court martial information, and yeah. uh, you can come and hang out whenever you want. We'd probably have some ice cream unless Drac is still down there. I don't know if he's still down there. We'll find out, I'm, I'm assuming, and then <laughs> soon. I'm sure we'll find out before these emails yeah, are over. Before we're, we're done here tonight, we're going to know. <laughs> <laughs> Our next email is from Big Joey, who says, Consigning our mutual friend, Scoops McGee. Oh my god. Hey, I oh. Scoops McGee has been ratted out. Oh, this no. missive is sent on behalf of my boss, a reasonable <laughs> man, who wants to make sure that the identity of Scoops remains a secret. Okay. Unless you want a personal visit for Big Joey. It's very cold in space. Just saying. Cordially yours, <laughs> Big Joey. Damn. So, okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Uh, it's, it's important to point out, uh, Scoops McGee accidentally sent his email from his real name this week. Oh, uh, well, we wouldn't say. So, uh, this email is Big Joey beat em up at a burner email dot com. <laughs> a burner email. Which is hilarious. <laughs> big Joe. So is Scoops pretending to be Big Joey? What's going on here? This I don't know. Is- I want Big Joey to write in more so I can do that voice more. <laughs> big Joey sounds like a lot of fun. I owed Scoops McGee. <laughs> Fucking Big Joey. Thank you for that message, Big Joey. We will not reveal the secret. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. I'm no, I'm no snitch. Uh, we do have an email here from Scoops McGee. <laughs> it's entitled "Investigative Journalism at Its Finest." <laughs> what the fuck? 
Dear Trek Boys, first, let me thank you for your continued non-patronage of our fine publication. The free editions we've been sending you have been really paying dividends in good PR. Subscriptions are up. Our reader base is diversified, and we've got a nibble on paid advertisement in this edition. Oh, wow. Not only is business better, but thanks to you, I've made inroads with a few new hush-hush sources. What listen to your show? New sources means new leads, means new subscriptions, means Daddy Scoops can finally get his hands on one of them fancy press hats what real investigative journalists wear. (laughs) A press hat that has a little press tag in it. Enjoy the addition. Signed, Scoops McGee, lead investigative reporter, USS Federation Inquirer. P.S. I am not Jake Sisko, and your New Yorker transatlantic reading of my correspondences is eerily spot on. <laughs> so I feel like uh, we get we got Scoops does good work for the show, and he makes these. Uh, Newspaper. Well, I guess they're not newspapers because it's the future. But he makes these like newspaper-like, uh, I don't know, news they're, things. They are <laughs> like front copies. Yeah, is what copy, they are. Yeah, and I've I happen to have one right here. Yeah, <laughs> his name on Twitter is at McGee underscore Scoops. If you want to follow him, it's you should. Do it. Yeah. You should. Yeah. Uh, the Federation Inquirer: Twelve signs that your child might be a Gorn. Oh man, this is some fear monger and shit. The Breen. What's under those masks anyway? We find out so you don't have to. That's a great question. I really want to know. Top story of the day. Replicators will not make cheesecake. Produces (laughs) replicated particles shaped like cheesecake instead. (laughs) Daystrom Institute predicts replicating actual cheesecake would cause warp core instability. Jesus. Attempting to replicate real cheesecake, court-martialable offense. Did we talk about cheesecake at one point or something? I don't know. (laughs) I mean, now I really want some cheesecake. You can't just say cheesecake like six times without me wanting it. A woman claims immaculate conception says space itself is the father. Damn. It's Anakin. (laughs) Yeah. Under the sapient interest column, okay, we got call put out for interesting crew. Famous mm-hmm. crew includes Tapon, Space Danger, Drac, and Captain by the Honorable Burton Warbly Scotch. Oh God, Burton Warbly Scotch! I feel Fucking... like if we talk about him, he's gonna show up soon. Oh my God, no! He's like please, <laughs> as long as I don't say his name twice more. Yeah, don't say the words of his name again. <laughs> Sources indicate crew setting out to prank Hoteen's targ pack. <laughs> well, Hoteen is a little predisposed at the moment. Yeah, he's like in like some kind of Romulan torture camp, probably. It's not going good. Uh, hopefully. Anyway, <laughs> um, reviews of the first Tamaranian run of Hamlet have come in. Shaka, when the walls fell, says Terra Nova Tribune. <laughs> <laughs> Kadir beneath Mo Mote says London Gazette. Wow. Henderson talking about his Wiener catalog says Federation <laughs> Inquirer. So great. Yeah. Right. That one was a good review. Quadrant wide <laughs> sexual tension at an all time low. <laughs> Mr. Spock says, fascinating. This phenomenon appears to coincide with Jim and I consummating our friendship. Further research is warranted. What the fuck? Oh, we've got an actual uh, an actual ad on this one. Oh, cool. Drag Garak's pizza and things. Okay. Two dicks on every employee and two <laughs> breadsticks with every order. <laughs> At least they're, you know, marketing it. An XL Feckler's anus, only five slips with copy of Inquirer. What's what is on a Feckler's anus? We actually had a Feckler's anus delivered to us once. Remember? I don't remember. It must have knocked me unconscious with how <laughs> delicious it was. Uh, we keep cloning you every time you die, anyway. So ah uh, shit, I'm fucking. <laughs> I'm fucking, uh, what's that movie that I love? Prestige. I'm yeah, getting prestige. Get pre- I was thinking Venture Brothers. Yeah, Venture Brothers. Like, oh, yeah. The, yep. If you like this ad, contact at McGee.scoops. <laughs> at McGee underco- underscore scoops to advertise in the Inquirer. 
<laughs> Thank you for that free copy of that beautiful message. <laughs> Fucking amazing. Oh, man. Uh, I'd pay for that. I don't know about you. I mean, I'm not going to because we're poor. Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> we get paid in cheesecake. Oh, we can't replicate any shit. Uh, we get paid in cheesecake-like substance. If, it's, if it tastes like cheesecake, I don't care what it is. It could be dog shit. I don't care. Our next email is from Desrath. Oh boy. Who has entitled the email Darmok, more like Dar Rock. Am I right? He's right. He's 100% right. Boys of the Trek. No funny jokes this time. I just wanted to take a moment to say how much I love Darmok. When I was in college, I decided over one spring break that I wanted to figure out if I liked Star Trek. So mm-hmm. I very scientifically chose a handful of random episodes from TNG and TOS to watch. I would like to congratulate you for having the nerdiest and best spring break of all time. <laughs> That's amazing. That's I, don't great. Rem- I don't remember the list, but I know Code of Honor was on it, and none of the others made a good impression either. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to write the franchise off, but then I figured, hey, what the hell else do I have to do on spring break? <laughs> the next... <laughs> It's a good question. <laughs> the next episode on my list just happened to be Darmok. Who made this list? Why is Code know. of Honor on there? This Darmok, is a terrible list. I think he just randomly picked episodes. Well, you're you're simultaneously unlucky and super lucky. You picked the worst episode and the best episode. Darmok showed me what Star Trek could be and what an amazing tool for reflecting on our own world and experiences it was. Mm-hmm. At the time, I was an English as second language tutor at my university and had a lot of interesting discussions with my students about the episode. Awesome. Since then, the episode has helped me break the ice with roommates during study abroad in Japan, new friends back home, and communication studies PhDs. What? I've been hoping you find folks would cover Darmok from the very first episode of M Class, and I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say about it. Well, we just did it, and it's the best episode of all time, just like Darmok. Yeah, we pretty much just, like, yanked it off into our mouths for, like, an hour and a half. So. Yeah, I I just got, like, a cheesecake-like substance all over my face <laughs> from the episode. Ew. <laughs> uh, tr- oh, gawk. Er, Trekly yours. <laughs> Captain Desrath aboard the USS Lollipop E. <laughs> P.S. Attached to the very first commission I got from Jeff, a visual gag about Picard and Dathan hosting a late night talk show, t- show together called At Eladrell. <laughs> so good. I remember that. Uh, P.P.S. If you've been on the Discord in the last like month, you know we've been going wild with our hottest new catchphrase, There, I Contributed. So without any further ado, www.icontributed.com. And I'm going to click on that. Yeah, what's that do? Is oh it a God. thing? It takes you to the M-Class wiki. Hey! That's awesome! We bought the fucking right. Why did you do that? That's fucking great. Holy shit. That's funny. That's amazing. That That's is great. amazing. Yeah, everybody go to www.thereicontributed.com. Why are they saying this? I don't know what... I don't know this. I don't... I don't, I don't jokes why? start in the Discord like wildfire. You like, There's I know. just a tiny spark and suddenly it's a Discord-wide joke. You have to like mine deeply to go find it and I don't have the patience to do that. I don't... <laughs> Thank you for that email. Thank you for letting us know how deeply Darmok has affected you, and also for spending real money to get thereicontributed.com. So good. (laughs) It's so fucking good. It's a great time to remind everybody that there is an M-Class wiki that is very, very empty. If you'd like to get in on that, go check that out. Get in on it. Write down the stuff. Uh, Our next email is... Wait a second. This oh, is the no. same email from Henry Torbert. Wait, what? Why? Why did you trick me? What did he do? What happened? I don't know. Same email, though. And he sent it twice. Thanks for the email, Henry. <laughs> Go back for 20 minutes to listen to our response again. <laughs> our last email of the night. <laughs> Is from Rich Masters. I know, I know, I know. Who I know says this. 
and it is entitled Golden Gills. <laughs> oh, God. Dear Dukes of Trek, <laughs> thank you for being a friend. <laughs> Travel past Warp 10 and back again. Oh, no, I'm a tuna man. <laughs> when you return, you're a pal and a catfish, too. <laughs> And if you were mutated, you're doing a great job at this. The doc wouldn't have a clue. <laughs> you wouldn't pass on Captain Janeway's catfish ass, and the crew would all confess this episode's not the best. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> that was a great job, dude. That was amazing. Damn, Rich. That was fucking amazing. No, I'm talking to you too. You oh, did a good thank job. You. But the guy who wouldn't pass on Captain Janeway's ass. Uh, B. Arthur would have made a good captain, am I right? Dude, she probably would have been. Dude, I would have paid so much money to see the Golden Girls as the crew of a starship. Oh my god. Oh man. Here we go with TNG Season 8, Episode 12. Riker enters 10 Ford and greets Data and Geordi. They offer him a seat at their table, but he refuses, choosing to sit on his own. Weird. Data asks Jordy why the commander refused to sit with them. He's normally eager to join his friends. And Jordy agrees, saying it's one of the reasons he considers Will one of the best CEOs, COs he's worked under. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Guinan chastises them both for gossiping and then joins in. Damn you, Guinan. <laughs> telling them she's heard Riker is about to go on temporary assignment. Oh, fuck. They watch as Riker is called to the captain's ready room. Will sits down with the captain, who asks him if he's ready for his mission, temporarily taking command of the USS Antares, a newly built Defiant-class ship. Oh my god, I love this. (laughs) His mission? (laughs) To investigate suspected Niberite Alliance attacks along the Klingon border. Oh, they're the guys who, like, are truckers. They're, like, space truckers. Or is it Niberite? Niberite. They said it right, yeah. Worf is going to go Worf's going to go work for them when he leaves, but he never yeah. does. Yeah. He's going to quit, but then Cisco talks him into staying. Yeah. Picard comments that his first officer seems put out by the posting, but Will says he's just confused. Why not send the Enterprise? Mhm. This is where tells, my stuff is, my house. <laughs> this is my house. Why don't I just take my house? <laughs> Let's fly the Picard, house over there. Picard tells Will the Enterprise-E might be classified as a warship, but while it is under his command, it will always be a ship of peace and exploration. Mm. He admits he's not a good wartime captain. In fact, he thinks Riker is already a better leader in a lot of ways. He is respected of the crew, a good command style, and is a better tactical thinker. Riker asks for permission to disembark, and Picard tells him, Good hunting. Damn. Title, Pride of the Fleet. Oh, my God, I got a boner. (laughs) Got a fleet boner. (laughs) Warp 10 boner. Riker has taken Geordi, Beverly Crusher, and the new Enterprise E helmsman, Lieutenant Hawk. Oh, Hawk Uh, is here. Guess what happens to him? (laughs) Yeah, I like this guy. Surely nothing bad will ever happen to him. (laughs) He is a super famous actor who's in everything. (laughs) Yeah. He takes him to the Antares with him to build up his bridge crew. Nice. The rest of the crew are made up of about ten ensigns and junior grade lieutenants. Inexperienced, but a good crew. Mm -hmm. By the time they arrive in Niberite space, the crew are a well-oiled machine, and Riker has built a great rapport. His captaincy style is more friendly than father. It's the sort of crew any Starfleet officer would be happy to be a part of. Nice. Investigating the attacks, it's clear they were caused by neither Klingon nor Niberite ships. The fuck? As as they uncover a warp signature, the ship is attacked by the true culprit, a Jem Hadar warship. I hate these guys, but I also kind of love them. (laughs) In a vicious engagement, both ships are disabled. The Dominion has enough power left for one burst of impulse speed, hurtling towards the Antares in a suicide run. Fucking assholes. The two ships crash, but are wedged together like conjoined twins. This is awesome, by the way. (laughs) Once emergency force fields are in place, a corridor is established between the two vessels. Geordi is quickly able to put a security force field in place, dissecting the hallway between the two ships. Shit. When they go down to inspect the damage, they find a battalion of Jem'Hadar staring at them from the other side of the force field. Well, and their Vorta leader, 
on the Starfleet side. Uh-oh. Her crate of Ketracel White by her side. Whoops-a-daisy, gonna need that to not die. <laughs> the Jem'Hadar first demands they return the Vorta, but Will refuses, taking her into custody. Damn. The Jem'Hadar test every weak spot on the ship, trying to get through to their leader, even accidentally spacing some of their own soldiers to do so. Yeah, well, it happens. We'll grow more. <laughs> wow. Josh the Vorta, everybody. <laughs> Dude, I'm like Iggy Pop in that episode. Wow, that's me, Iggy Pop. I'm a Vorta now. The, the Vorta tells Will they are relentless and will stop, not stop until they have what they want, and Starfleet can't even fathom how Jem'Hadar think. This True to her word, for days the Jem'Hadar try to breach the force field, occasionally succeeding in killing the odd crew member before Geordi can reestablish force fields. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The crew can't risk sleeping, too busy fixing ship systems to get more than a few hours rest at oh any time. Oh my god, this is like Battlestar Galactica, this is great. <laughs> Coupled with this, the crew are starving, with no replicators and no access to field rations. What? Will has an idea. Eat the, the Vortex. <laughs> oh... Crusher is appalled, confirming that the drug may have enough nutritional value to keep their crew alive for a few days longer, but might cause unknown damage to their bodies. <laughs> Y'all want to do some space heroin? <laughs> Everybody get that fucking white. Get fucking yayo. <laughs> Will feels he has no choice and orders Crusher to administer the white to the crew. This is amazing. Over the next few days, the Jem'Hadar keep trying to pull down the force fields as the crew frantically try to keep them at bay while hopping while hopped up on white. This Certain crewmen great. start to go mad and have to be sedated, and Jordy is suffering permanent damage to the interface with his visor. If he keeps it up, he'll lose the ability to use it. Fucking Jordy! Always with your dumb visor. <laughs> oh my god. Riker orders everyone to keep taking the white to keep them all alive, knowing what it might cost them all. As Jordy is able to gather enough energy from the systems to send a distress call before going fully blind, the remaining Jem'Hadar who can stand after being without white for so long charge the force field, mm-hmm. many of them killing themselves to bring it down. Oh, All man. that's left is standing is the first, who says he admires Riker for commanding like a Jem'Hadar. So good. In their fight, Will is rage-filled and kills the first with his bare hands and a feat of strength worthy of a Klingon. Holy shit! With no other Jem'Hadar capable of fighting because of white withdrawal, they are easily captured. But Will is horrified by his own actions. Yeah, he took bath salts, dude. He ate that guy's face (laughs) off. He fucking took crocodile. (laughs) Crocodile, oh my god. Back on the Enterprise, Picard visits Will in his quarters to tell him Geordi will never be able to use his visor again, but that Crusher has installed new eyes. The eyes, yes, there it is. Not Geordi's first choice, but the only way he can now see. I was going to say, the eyes are going to come in here. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. Good call. (laughs) <laughs> he tells his first officer he's read his report, and Riker says he can't tell whether Jean-Luc is there to offer his congratulations or court-martial him. Picard asks if either option would bring uh, would help him put this behind him, and Will says nothing will make his guilt go away. Picard tells him that is exactly why he will be a better captain than Picard, and leaves him to think about it. Oh my god. Oh my god. That was amazing. <laughs> That's that was an amazing one. episode. That's, That's my like, favorite one. I knew it was going to be. As soon as I got to, like, Will doing some atrocities, I knew it was going to be your favorite. I like it. Be- it's very Deep Space Nine. It's very it Ronald D. Moore. There is a Deep Space Nine episode similar to that, which I, I think it's, it's uh, you know, a, a, a really great, like, homage to that, but also, like... That's just how the Jem'Hadar are, right? Like, they're crazy. And the, oh, yeah. they make you do this shit, right? Like, I love this, it. This is very much one of those, like, horrors of war episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I think this is the closest I ever came to even thinking about not pitching it. I know you gonna weren't going to like it. I know that this I'm was I'm still going to pitch it. It's I know. still a really great episode. I know, but I know that you have conflicting because uh, Riker I do. and I know I get I it. Do. I get it. I love I mean, it though. 
It's very much like in the vein of like a Ronald D. Moore. It's it's very yeah. Battlestar Galactica. Yes, yes. Which yeah. is why I knew Josh was gonna love it. So I much. could just see the Jemadar like almost like a Infinity War, like those dogs like slamming themselves against the the force field, just dying from it. Like it's like like burning them and shit. Right? Yeah, like the Hulk dogs yeah, and Hulk. Yeah, yeah. And Ang Lee's Hulk. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Or that wasn't Ang Lee. Yeah, yeah it, it, was. Was. it was. The Hulk yeah. dogs was yeah. Ang Lee's yeah. Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I hope you liked this one. I left it super last minute because I'm working on a super secret project with the Discord boys. Oh, I think I know what that is. Discord boys. Discord boys. There, I contributed. <laughs> Am I doing it? Am He's I fucking caught it? up, everybody. He knows I'm them all it. now. I got the joke. <laughs> I love you both more than Romulans like lying. <laughs> wow. Rich, chief latinum counter on the Ferengi transport carrier Swags with a Z. <laughs> Damn cool. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I'm going to pitch this. This is a Horrors of War episode. Yeah. And I feel like it's one of those episodes that, like, should have a very long-lasting, deep-seated, like, depressing effect on Riker, but then right. the next episode, everything will be normal. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of like when uh, Worf gets his spine removed, and then it's, yeah. everything's or when, fine. <laughs> yeah. when O'Brien goes through a hundred yeah. years of horrible prison and murders a man, and yeah. then he's fine the next he's, episode. Yeah, he's totally fine. They got a lot of good, like, psychotic drugs that help you get over this shit. For sure, they got the super amazing counseling in the future. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's yep. Yep. I love it. I Thank love it. you for that email, Rich. That was a beautiful story. Damn, I just want to. I want to see it. I want to. I want it to be a. God damn it! I want it to be like a thing. It's so uh, good. This episode's gonna be a little light. Um, yeah, well, we got a lot of spam from Russian bots. <laughs> we got a lot of spam. People trying to give me access to their drop boxes that I don't recognize any of the names of. If that was you. Please resend with some sort of information attached to it. Literally yeah, anything yeah. would help. Uh, we got a few emails that were uh, quite long. As always, um, we we tend to only be able to read the shorter emails because uh, yeah. I can't really read. I'm only faking it. <laughs> <laughs> he practices for hours before. I have it's crazy. the computer say the emails to me, <laughs> and then I just memorize what they're saying. <laughs> It's like a, a, a sitcom where they're like telling the lines to the guy because he's nervous. Oh, yeah, exactly. It just on. tells me the lines for all of the emails. I yeah. memorize them before the show. And th- and if your email's super long, I can't I can't memorize it. It's a whole thing. It's a real thing that we didn't just make up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't like reading long emails. I'm sorry. No, reading long emails <laughs> on the show... Uh, it, 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 yeah, we try to avoid it just because it's. I um, mean, obviously, it's not. Uh, I didn't give anybody a heads up that we were recording uh, tonight. Oh, that's so. right. But we still got a pretty good amount of emails. Last yeah, time we, we had like forty-seven with, emails. So. Yeah. So maybe I should have saved some of those. Anyway. <laughs> um, thanks for tuning into the show. Thanks for all your emails, everybody. Like you guys. Yeah. Um, this is mostly your show, and we're just don't want it. Yeah, I feel, dude, right? I feel like I get to be the audience. It's great. It's great. I love it. I love emails. Um, I don't know. I'm glad that they send the emails. Keep sending them in. Uh, if you want to like know the schedule of when we do things, it's every other week. So if you guys want to send emails every other week. Yeah, uh, the day that email comes out to the general public is the day we record. Yeah, right. Yes. So, like the day M class proper comes out, we do not record. Yeah, that's how it works. So, if that helps you to remember, if you want to yes. send, or you can just send it like whenever, right? Like, it doesn't yeah, really you matter. don't have to like send it any specific yeah. time. Like, anytime anything hits you, send it to us. Yeah, even if it's about an episode we've already covered, doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't care. I'll talk about everything. I'll talk about nothing. Even if it has nothing to do with Star Trek in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Please send emails to us at mclassemail at gmail.com. All We're singular. lonely. We're so lonely. <laughs> it's just us up here in this satellite. Yeah, and we only have one bathroom, and it's like, Jeff leaves his fucking... 
beard trimmings next to my pube trimmings, and it's oh really unnerving to me. Like, it, I'm trying it, to... It, came, it did become sentient once, the combination, which was a problem. <laughs> I thought it was a shot it out the airlock. I thought it was a tribble, so I petted it. That's a mistake. I learned my lesson. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't pet it. We just spaced it, and everything was fine. Probably It fine. did mutate into a giant tentacle hair monster and come back a week later, but we again just spaced it again. What are you so going to do? So I'm sure nothing will go wrong now. It's just pubes and facial hair, which are face pubes. True. I had a lot True. of lice in there. Maybe that had something to do with it. <laughs> Ooh. Look. It's for research, Jeff. Why did I ever destroy Deep Space Nine and end up here? <laughs> Jeff, I needed to see what Talaxian pubic lice was like. Turns out it's a lot like the Talaxians. Annoying. Oh my god, we got a spacist in here. I met I met uh what's his name? Yeah, Backpedal. Backpedal. <laughs> I met Neelix at a conference. <sighs> I did not like it. <laughs> yeah, like, Neelix is pretty much the worst. Yeah. You He's know, friendly, though. You know, Drac has been downstairs for like a month at this point. Yeah, um, I mean, he's probably fine. <laughs> I guess. If we go down there and he's just a skeleton, though, I might feel bad. Should we go, like, look for him? How do we get down there? I don't even know. I've never been down there. It's weird that we have one bathroom, but we have an entire deck for ice cream. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what we were thinking on that one. But. Yeah, that's Starfleet engineering for you right there. <laughs> it's post-scarcity for you. Look. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Head on over to Twitter, which is an ancient Earth website that still exists for some reason, <laughs> and follow us at M-Class Podcast, where we were going to post all the tips and tricks for how to get rid of your pubic lice, <laughs> Talaxian or otherwise. Yeah, hit it with a shampoo, uh, uh-huh. shave, and leave it next to your beard hair, and then it gives them another home to go into. Okay. Like an igloo for pubic lice. Uh, as security officer, I would like to point out that you should keep phasers charged and at the ready during this experiment, just in case. Yeah. They get out of control. Hit them with a phaser. <laughs> if your roommate won't stop masturbating on the couch in front of you, hit him with the phaser. Look, I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> I can't see what's going on with my hollow goggles on anyway, so it's like I'm alone. Yeah, it's like you're alone. Let me be. <laughs> Let me be tough. <laughs> anyway, thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll be back in a week with more M-Class. Bye! Bye. <laughs>